the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the way to go You also can't see if there's just nowhere to go It's the creature This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts. Located at 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, a podcast dedicated to the monsters, mythology, creatures, and other things that go bump in the night, dedicated to the TV series Supernatural, which airs on The CW. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, the co-host. And the music, by the way, you're hearing is called Serpentine Trek. It's on the royalty-free music website. This is all music that you can use in your YouTube's videos or podcast or whatever you whatever you want it's all royalty free so you don't have to worry about any type of copyright infringement because here in the supernatural creatures lore podcast we do not promote piracy in any way shape or form unless it's zombie pirates today's episode will be covering clowns and mel heflin has the episode title and description for us connected to the creature in question in the episode everybody loves a clown a cell phone message leaves Sam and Dean to a woman named Ellen, whose home serves as a gathering place for other hunters. A small town carnival serves as a cover for a murderous clown who preys on parents. This episode aired on October 5th, 2006. And the episode is not just about clowns, but it's also about, what's the name of the type of demon? Rakshasas. Rakshasas. And where does that come from, Mel? It, it's a Hindu term. It's a Hindu term um, of, of uh, Hindu religion? Yes. Um, it, it varies a little bit, and some of the names are really hard to pronounce. The female versions of a Rakshasa is um, almost a completely different name. Um, but uh, they're actually considered more like a demigod, and there are other translations for Rakasha that um, demigod, demon, goblin, so it varies just a little bit, depending on the website that you're reading about. But um, Rakashas can actually, as is mentioned in the episode, they can appear as anything, not just a clown, and in the lore they do um, have the potential to turn themselves invisible, but in most cases, they would appear to people as either a monster or a really sexy woman. Hmm. Well, there's definitely... I don't uh, I don't have any clown fetishes, so I don't find anything super attractive about clowns. Um, 
they're uh, they can be they they can be very very creepy um, and uh, in, in insanely weird. Um, clouds were heavy in the news about a year ago, and or as we were recording this in um, September of 2017, around this time last year, we had a ton of clown sightings in the news of clowns doing weird things. My nothing, hometown was full of it. Nothing criminal, just just being around places that they're not normally. It, it was super strange because it, there was no rhyme or reason for it. They were just coming out of nowhere. Um, in my hometown, there were a ton of people arrested for dressing up as a clown, and it was it was really really weird because like people were arming themselves. Um, the most uh, thing that was accounted for that people were saying was happening is people dressed as clowns would be peering into people's bedroom windows and like scratching on their windows with knives and such. And I know it was other places, but um, the only one that I really paid attention to was in my hometown. There's a great line in the episode. Dean says, you still bust out crying whenever you see Ronald McDonald on the television. <laughs> Sam says, at least I'm not afraid of flying. Dean's like, planes crash. Sam says, apparently clowns kill. <laughs> <laughs> and from the Supernatural Season 2 episode guide, uh, they have a closer look at creepy clowns. And it says, clowns are supposed to be cute. They're supposed to be fun. So why is it that so many people think they're creepy, even terrifying? Phil's... So Phil Skurgisia believes he knows why. I did quite a bit of research. He's one of the writers of Supernatural. It's the fact that clowns hiding in plain sight, they show you one thing, and there's somebody else underneath there. It gets into your psyche, and even... uh, Sorry. It gets into your psyche that even if they're smiling and they're not showing you who they truly are, everybody shows only certain amounts of who they are at any given time, so that hits home and goes under people's skin. And then it goes into a little bit about the the Rakshishas. Fortunately, little children don't provide enough of a meal to interest them because the Rakshishas like to eat people's skin. For some complicated mystical reason, a Rakshishas can't enter a person's home without being invited, so they take on the guise of a clown to entice children to enter their mint. Now, is that true in the research you found about the Rakshishas? Um, So I found a lot of different things. There was uh, quite a few websites on it, aside from the supernatural lore, which, of course, I love the supernatural lore of it, but it's written usually by their fans, so I like to look up the ones where people, this is their uh, native beliefs. So um, I'm just going to read a little excerpt here that I saved. Not all Rakshasas are equally evil. Some are more akin to yakshas. Yes, yaks, yaks, us. It's a tongue twister. I'm butchering it. (laughs) There's so many different demon names just in this little excerpt I saved. Um, They're considered nature spirits, while others are similar to asuras, the traditional opponents of the gods. The term rakshasas, however, generally applies to demons who haunt cemeteries and eat the flesh of men and drink the milk of cows dry as if by magic. They are vigorously depicted in Rajathani paintings illustrating the Ramanya romance of Rama. The canons of sculpture instruct the artist to carve them with such a terrifying appearance complete with fearful side tusks, ugly eyes, curling, awkward brows, 
and carrying a variety of horrible weapons. Now that whole thing about them being them only being able to come to your house and come in your house that they're invited. Do you think that's where we get the lore from for vampires? Uh, it's it's quite possible. I'm sure there's some sort of um, demon creature that all of these eventually um, descended from. I think that invite into the house thing that that only can come inside when an invited thing comes from. Possibly from this, because I really feel like that's a studio Hollywood made-up thing. Kind of like how everything about Werewolf is... Like, 99% of that is Hollywood made-up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, They have said that several times. You watch any universal horror documentary about werewolves, or or the Wolfman, let's just say. And David Skull, I think his name is, you find him a lot on the Universal Monster um, bonus material. Talks about, like, how a lot of that stuff is made up by Universal Studios for werewolves. And I feel like this is very similar to that. Um, Think about, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Think about, like, Salem's Lot or the Lost Boys and how much is that, you know, how much that is used in there. As well as, of course, you know, Dracula comes to mind. But I try to leave Dracula out of it when referencing vampires because that can become a conversation unto itself. Um... At the same time, though, I, this might just be me being naive here, but have you ever heard of the Black-Eyed Children? Yes, I have. In fact, there is an actual comic book um, called Black-Eyed Kids, and uh, the writer of it is actually going to be here in Massachusetts uh, on cool. Tuesday with Paul Jenkins, best known as the writer for Wolverine Origin, um, Spectacular Spider-Man, and, and several other uh, great comic book writers. Uh, great other... Other great comic book series that he's written for Marvel in DC. But yes, there is a Black Eyed Kids comic book series, which the first time I heard of it was on a uh, radio show called From Coast to Coast. Was this somebody who had encountered the Black Eyed Children? Yes. I was doing guard duty one night and listening to it, and they were talking about these Black Eyed Kids kept showing up at their door. Okay, so there are multiple lures of different creatures, um, the Black Eyed Children being... One of the most popular urban legends, um, I have a friend who is a reliable source <clears throat> out in, um, I believe she lives in Michigan, but she's not the type of person to make things up. Um, she said during a real rough snowstorm one year that these black-eyed kids were trying to get her into her home and they kept knocking on the door and they wouldn't just walk in. They were trying to get invited. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, there's there's several other creatures such as you know ghosts playing on a Ouija board, um, just for instance, like that's sort of an invitation. I, I feel like a lot of things you need to invite into your home, and I, I feel it like it all stems from somewhere solid and real. With every urban legend, there's a grain of truth in there somewhere. So I feel like potentially that's that's one of the big ones. Mm, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously, a child, most children, I mean, maybe not after this past weekend that we're recording this, but are not afraid of clowns, and they see maybe a clown as a friend because they're very happy and they're, they act <sighs> very gentle. So that a child would invite a clown in over, let's say, somebody dressed as a guy in a hood or a vampire or something. Um, now there was this little independent horror movie which has broken every box office record for an R-rated movie, which, by the way, was being held by a certain foul-mouthed superhero from the X-Men universe, um, called It came out. And now Clown's stuff is going to be popping out of the woodworks like crazy. 
Um, and, the, and the clown sightings that I was talking about earlier in the episode, a lot of people think thought that that was, gonna, that was a big promotion for It like a year ago. That was a little bit early to promote It. Yeah, the studio came out. I don't know what out. was wrong with those people. The studio came out and was just like, no, we're... We don't even yeah. have a trailer ready yet. All we have is like the one, you know, like I don't even think the image of uh, Skarsgård had even been released yet at that point when all the no, cloud sightings had. Been. So, yeah, we we start we got the trailer for it this year, earlier this year, and then that's when it kind of like the two and two were not connected. But yeah, it made like 117 million dollars this weekend. I Can still haven't that? gotten to see it. It's on my list of things to do tomorrow. Shame, 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 shame. I know. I wanted to today. Speaking of which, now we go to one of the best segments of the episode, which will be a recurring theme for Supernatural Creatures and Lore. What horror movie was Mel in connected to the creature in question? Actually, I've done um, three clown movies, but my, the, the most recent one was actually this weekend. Um, I drove home last night from the set of Camp Blood 7, the Camp Blood series, Oh, Wait, sir. the what series? The Camp Blood series? Like, Jason Camp Blood? Um, well, you know, I definitely see a lot of similar themes. It's got a death curse! Crystal Lake and Camp Blood. Um, I, I would say it's, it's, they're both slasher films, and there is a man in a mask carrying various weapons, such as a machete, with also um, with apparently promiscuous teenagers having fornication, like the woman in the yellow top that I just happened to Google the title and she's one of the first images that pops up. No pun intended. Oh, some of the covers that I've seen, there is no top at all. <laughs> oh, this girl has like a yellow uh, tube top on and her breasts are just like ginormously real or fake, I'm not going to say, but... <laughs> So I found out so much about the Camp Blood series this weekend. Um, it, it was so neat. You know, I had never heard about it until I got cast on Camp Blood 7 and I'm doing my research. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so cool. It's like this big thing. Um, and the fact that they keep finding money to make them is even more astronomically. <laughs> most of them are done by all different directors. So they're like the they're Friday the like 13th the movies. Place. Exactly. They're so cool. Um, there's a lot of similarities there. And the last but, one was called um, Camp Blood 666. Yes. Uh, and I am going to mention one other movie that I worked worked on where um, it w- there's actually various monsters in it, such as we mentioned on the show. It's called Fear Fighter. And it's an interactive video game like experience movie it's by darkstone entertainment and um my segment is with clowns it gets pretty raunchy there for a moment how raunchy are we talking like raunchy uh nc-17 or still rated r no still rated r okay okay all right all right (laughs) Um, I don't think you've ever been in a more raunchier film with a title than uh, Dick Nato, which I, kn- I remember you having to post several times. This is not porn, and you're oh like... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everyone thought it was porn. Well, the title is just so like, wow, Mel. I mean, let's not... Can't a penis come out of uh, around and people not think it's porn? <laughs> no, we we can't. We, we know, uh, you know, certain people know certain things about certain stuff or whatever, so we were all kind of like, 
Mel, do we need an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> we know things have been tough and uh, not going to go into details, but uh, we all we all care and love you. But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, not afraid to be nude, but still not doing porn. Good job. Not yet. No, not ever. <laughs> I'll behave myself. Yes, please don't ever. I mean, you come, you can come close to it, like you know, like what was that series I said that you should do, and and it would be great to see you in because it's right up your alley, the witchcraft series. Oh my gosh, actually, the um the rights holder to Camp Blood is also the rights holder to witchcraft. Oh my god. Fantastic, right? Yes, you should totally be like, I gotta stay friends with the director and audition for Witchcraft 14 or whatever they're up to. The last one came out in like 2016, so... I think I heard that they were like up to 19. Mm, are they? Jeez. Yeah. And you I, would make I, a perfect like cover model. I've worked on them and I'm like, oh my god, something has made it 19 episodes, not episodes, Movies. But, yeah. Well, the Bond awesome. films, I guess, have are all technically in continuity with one another. It's the only film franchise I can think of that has a like, consistent continuity with each other as much as you possibly can. Um, but I digress. <laughs> so check out <laughs> Camp Blood 7 whenever it happens to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, Video On Demand, starring our co-host Mel Heflin. Yeah. Uh, do you get killed in it? And they should watch the movie to find out. Do you have a body count of how many times you've died in a horror movie? Like Sean Bean? Oh my Bean? gosh, how many times have I died? Um, so I've done over 60 films at this point, and I think I've died in at least half of them. Oh, okay, yeah, you and like Sean Bean should like, keep a running tally. I need to add them all up. <laughs> all right. Um, so... Uh, I noticed the other thing is about, like, uh, Ronald McDonald, as J Sam and Dean make the joke about him. Um, I haven't seen him in many McDonald commercials lately. I wonder why. Ah. I wonder. It might, I think, has more to do with the fact that a clown is promoting child obesity more than people being afraid of a clown. True. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the reason why you don't see a lot of, like, children's uh, cereal box commercial cartoon characters on regular television anymore. Those are basically now been regulated to cable. That makes sense. Yeah. The other thing about this creature, it can turn invisible, too. Yeah, and actually, um, I, I did a little bit more research, um, somehow a little bit more research than Sam in this episode. Rakshasas can be killed by either the rising sun or prayer. The rising sun or prayer. Now, growing up, were you ever afraid of clowns? No. No. I went to circuses, and actually, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I haven't mentioned this prior in the episode. Um, I actually went to a clown school when I was younger. It was a two-week course, and where I learned to juggle and do proper makeups and what all the different makeups meant, and tie balloon animals. Did you ever have any friends or relatives you know of who have the uh what's the fear of clowns? Is it it's uh it's not chlorophorophobia, right? Isn't that the fear of balloons? Coolrophobia. Coolrophobia. And there's a fear of balloons too, apparently. How strange. Uh, all I knew that it was um when it came to balloons is that there's a specific fetish and it's called lunar fetish. What is that? 
Lunar fetish? Um, it depends. Some people like the balloons being popped. Other people do not want the balloons to be popped. I made a joke saying that um, a condom is basically kind of like a balloon, so are we not using condoms tonight? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was somebody at an AMC movie theater here in Massachusetts that apparently after the midnight showing of It, uh, the people came out to their... It was apparently here in Massachusetts came out to their cars, and there were red balloons tied to every single car. Perfect. I was like, God damn it, I should have done that with a business card for Radio of Horror. Damn it, damn it, damn it. That would have been perfect. I should have thought about that. (sighs) Missed opportunity. Now, in the episode, they kill the clown, the Rakasha, by a piece of brass, like a brass pipe, right? But you said that the Rakasha can be killed by what? Um, According to the lore, it can be killed by rising sun and prayer. So to retract my other statement, there might be other creatures out there that can be killed by um, things, the same things that can kill a vampire. Now, Mm -hmm. I might retract that again as well because of the fact that in Bram Stoker's original novel, and he was just basing what he believed about vampires to be based on one incident based on the historical figure of Vlad Tepes, but also one incident about um, uh, the, the the Mercy Brown um, vampire here in Rhode Island, here in New England. His Dracula kind of walked in the daylight, and I'm wondering if, like, the thing with the werewolves I explained, they drew from different things to create, like, this Hollywood image of what we believe to be this type of creature. And maybe they also drew it from this, you know, the demon in this episode. It's real Hindu lore. It's very interesting. And you said it drinks um, the drinks the milk of a cow dry, but not its blood. Yeah, there was um, a bunch of different stuff about cows and milk, and um, apparently go into some of that before we land the at episode. At one point, tried to kill one using fermented breast milk or poisoned breast milk or something. To poison? Okay, so they poison the cow and they try to poison the rockish. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. All right, all right, so let's, all right, back that, back that, back that wackadoodle train back up. Uh, yeah, they they apparently like poisoned their breast milk or something, poisoned it or fermented it, and because Rakasha says apparently love both milk and flesh, potentially the two together. Mm, so um, they peel the flesh off the victim and then dip it in some milk, kind of like you would a right. cookie. They're just the, the cookie monsters of cannibals, Oh, really. my God. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Basically, <laughs> I can just imagine, like, a demented cookie monster t-shirt coming out like that. Yeah, these were definitely very interesting creatures, and uh, I, I thought it was really, really tricky in the episode how... Um, the guy was hiding as a blind guy. I didn't see any specific lore about the Rakshasa's eyes, but um, I, I thought it was very well done in the episode. That that sort of the eyes were the ones that gave it away. That's pretty much all we got here on the uh, the coverage of clowns. I mean, God, there are probably other incidents about crazy killer clowns and stuff. Uh, Mel, did you ever see Eli Roth's movie Clown? I don't think that I have. Definitely check it out. It's about a guy who tries to get a costume for his kid's uh, birthday party. A uh, kid wants a clown to come there. So he rents this costume and he can't take it off. And his wife oh. goes to investigate 
that it goes to investigate that the uh, that the costume is uh, actually the skin of a of a creature of a demonic creature called the Clune, and over time that's where we got clowns from. And it, the costume is the creature's skin, and it's turning him into a clown. And the only thing oh that can gosh. satisfy it is the flesh of children. Oh my gosh, you're going to have to send me a link to where I can get that. I did have one more thing that I wanted to touch on. eBay, Amazon it, definitely. Talk, I know that we talked a lot about Rakshasas, um, that I did, but there is one specific um, urban legend that surrounds my home area that was told time and time again, and of course it matured from elementary school to middle school to high school and it wasn't quite like a game of telephone it was like um as you got older you were it was appropriate for you to hear more of the truth Mm -hmm. so the last thing that i remember um talking about was with a friend and it, it stayed the same since high school an urban legend from my hometown and i want to say that it's it's true, but I don't, I don't know. Um, it's just, I heard it all the way growing up that, um, there was a killer clown in the area and he appears once every 30 years or whatever, but there was actually, and somebody showed me some sort of quote unquote proof at one point, there was a traveling circus and it was traveling by train and it ran off the rails because it was an icy snowstorm and it was trying to go south um, for the winter. It got knocked off the rails and there was only a few carnies left alive, one of them being a clown. Wow. Um, they ended up cannibalizing each other and the clown's outfit was apparently so big and fluffy, he just kept that on to keep himself warm and he kept his nose on because... He didn't want frostbite to affect his nose, and the wig kept his head warm, and, you know, on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the reason he kept this costume on, trudging through these remote winter locations, and then, you know, he just got this taste for human flesh that, you know, I don't know if you've heard anything about cannibals, but apparently that's what happens. Like, you eat the skin and the flesh of people and you just sort of go crazy and you start to crave it. Now there's this urban legend around my hometown that kids tell growing up. <laughs> wow. And what town yeah. is this that we should never visit? Oh, you should probably never visit my hometown of Winchester, Virginia. Oh. Although it's much different than when I was a kid. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. It doesn't sound like anything good has ever happened there. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty rough town. Um... I don't know if I can go back to this day. By the way, the name of the comic book about the Black Eyed Kids is called B.E.K., and the artist uh, that is coming is uh, Joe Pruitt. He is coming to uh, Massachusetts as part of a tour with Paul Jenkins, and he'll be at the Hall of Comics and Das Entertainment on Tuesday. Excellent, and the Black Eyed Kids will be mentioned in future episode where we talk about the demons and creatures that Sam and Dean should encounter. Correct. I don't think they've done black-eyed kids. They have done children of, like, weird shit, you know, creature kind of kids and stuff. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, shapeshifter babies. Correct. I, you're absolutely right, though. I don't think they've done black-eyed kids. Maybe they'll do it this season 13. Who knows what's going to happen when we Supernatural returns. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're not the only ones who've done that in the last 13 years. 
<laughs> They'll listen to us. We run a podcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, we, we run a podcast that uh, has uh, just broken, I think, 10 reviews on iTunes. I think it's up to 12 Yay, or 13. Thank you, everybody. Yes, definitely. Um Again, that's all the episode time we have here for this episode covering clowns. It definitely can be more in depth and uh, and and go into just go on and on because there's so much about clowns. But we try to keep the episodes around like between 25 and 30 minutes. Don't forget you can join us on our group Supernatural Creatures and Lore, as well as on Twitter at at SPN Creatures and Lore. Our individual Twitters are at Chris D S A V and at Mel Hefflin M E L H I H I V. Where's that coming from? M-E-L-H-E-F-L-I-N. Yes, and uh, we also have our uh, pages as well. The uh, Radio Horror page basically encompasses all of what we have for the Radio Horror Network, and Mel Heflin has her own fan page and your own website, too. Yeah, I don't update that thing much, but the fan page I do. Gotcha. Awesome. And thank you to Jess O'Lantern for supplying our music, as well as... Uh, Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts for being our sponsor for the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. And we'll be back in two weeks with Vampires and Vampire Hunters Serial Killers. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. In the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the way to go You also can't see if they just know where to go It's the creature Whoa.